When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm Alec Mappa. I'm an actor, comedian. I live in Hollywood, and nobody knows I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. The biggest kept secret in Hollywood. I'm Matthew Dempsey. I'm a multicultural counselor and psychotherapist, and everybody knows I'm gay. You certainly are. You look very sunny and like you've been uh, laying out. You've been... uh, uh, yeah, I've been in, yeah. I've been enjoying post COVID, uh, you know, yeah. going out and yeah. <laughs> laying out by a pool and it, it, getting it, some sun. Yeah, at a big time Hollywood hotel. We don't have to say which one. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Unless, because because I want to protect your privacy. I don't yes, want yes, any yes. Tom, okay. Dick, or Harry it's coming just, up to it's you. It's just a pool in town, and mm-hmm. the sun is beautiful, and it's been very nice. Yeah. And any movie stars? Anybody famous? Anybody? Um, no, no, no. It's just no. It's just people in town. Hang uh, on. It's chill. Oh, like, because uh, I used crazy. to see no. famous people at the standard all the time, or you I would did? see, yeah, I would see famous people. <gasps> this is my funny famous person story. I was at, um, <laughs> I was at a press junket at the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills, uh-huh. and LL Cool J was across the pool. LL, LL, and I was with my friend, and we just ignored him. We just did not look at him, and then he started scowling at us. Like, 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 and the scowl was, why aren't you looking? You know, I'm famous. So you're having a Mean Girls moment with LL. Yeah. And the more he did it, the more we ignored him. It was hilarious. I was like, you're rich. You don't need to be that needy. Um, (laughs) So you seem very up. You seem very, your presenting is is quite cheerful today. I am. Um, I do feel cheerful. Good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, you know, laying out, getting some sun feels good, but also I think, you know, kind of post-COVID stuff. I can feel, you know, so, as as we're a, able to kind of re-socialize and get out there, you know, I feel some of the, the heaviness starting yeah. to lift a bit. Yeah. You know? And so it's it's been nice to just kind of feel like a bit of levity after the last year and a half. I'm going on a plane tomorrow for the very first time oh. to uh, Utah and I'm terrified uh, because I've been watching nothing but TikTok videos of uh-huh. people having breakdowns on planes. And uh, so I- I thought I maybe you were terrified of Utah. I thought it was a Mormon thing. Maybe. Well, that too. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, well, you know, since you're so liberated and out of the closet, let's yes, talk about out that. out of the closet. Perfect uh, little segue. Yeah, how's that? How'd you, uh, that was like silk off a spool. Love um, it. We have an amazing guest today, a really yes, talented actor though. who's so funny. Yes. And he is, he's the girl of the moment right now because he is everywhere. <laughs> yes, and he's a very uh, good friend of mine. Yeah, right? we have Johnny Sibley on the yes, show. Am yes. I am I pronouncing that correctly? Johnny right. Sibley. <laughs> I, I, I always thought it was Johnny Silly Billy, but it's not. Um, <laughs> so he's going to be All with, of the above. He's going to be with us today. To yes, talk about and what are we talking? What are we talking about, Alex? Um, we are talking about anal beads, the <laughs> pros and cons of this. Is me sober, by the way. I haven't yes. had any alcohol in thirty I days. I love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh God, this is my uh, this is my fake cocktail. I have oh, good, good, good. 
Okay, so I'll help bridge then. We're going to be talking about after you come out. But mm -hmm. because when you come out, you know, I remember like thinking that, uh, you know, you come out, that's kind of it. You mm. like did all the hard work to get mm. to a place where you can acknowledge you're gay mm. and then you can put yourself out in the world. Mm. And then you're in this kind of like pink cloud of like gaydom, right? Mm. And you just kind of throw yourself out there and you think like, yes, okay, good. Now we're good. No more shame. I can live my life. Mm. And you think you can kind of like hit your stride and what you don't realize is there's a nope. whole process that comes <laughs> after the fact where you have to yeah. learn all this shit that you yeah. didn't know before. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of like it, it when you live your authentic life. I mean, that's why the show is called a hot mess, yeah. because it's kind of like the minute you decide to be authentic, the minute you decide to be vulnerable and open, it's yeah. kind of life is going to throw every challenge at you. And yeah. and being queer is a big one. I mean, I was just it like they, I had to deal with stuff I didn't even know I had. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's two things I think that happen. One is that there's a bit of this delayed development because you're mm. coming out. You know, there's a lot of people that come out at all different times. I came out when I was 17. So mm. it really kind of everything that all of my kind of like straight counterparts mm. in like middle school and high school, they got to deal with then probably yes. like in early teenage years. I was dealing with almost like a decade later. So there's this kind of de delayed development and having to just learn all of those things about how to date and, and uh, you know, just kind of be myself. Do you, do you but think- the other part, sorry, okay, I, just sorry thought, no I just want to throw this yeah, last part. Okay. The, the other part is also then having to process just what it means um, to be living out, you know, kind of right. like a gay or queer person and, right. and that marginalized identity and shame. So, yeah. And then, and then the third part- <laughs> All the parts. Crabs. <laughs> <laughs> You ever had crabs? <laughs> I have had some things, but oh crabs has not been you don't want one that. of them. You don't want that to happen again. <laughs> I have one word for you, Provincetown. Yes. So, um, you just threw anybody who was about to come out of the closet way back wait, in the back. Hey, listen, <laughs> forewarned is forearmed. So, uh, <laughs> no, you said earlier about our counterparts in high school, and I'm starting yeah. to wonder, I think like, I think the difference is between us and them and our straight peers in high school is they come out and they they come of age they they uh, they become sexual in a way that's socially acceptable. Yes. yes. Every ad, every television show, every romantic comedy kind of affirms who they're becoming and what they are. Yeah, it affirm it affirms who they are. So that's the the plus side of it. I think kind of the downside of it is that there's this really kind of narrow scope of what is acceptable of hmm. how you do that and kind of what it means and what relationships look like. And then you kind of just get trapped in this kind of one note of how to be a human being. So even though I think there's this kind of, you know, kind of grave downside to being kind of oppressed and marginalized in a way that you can't even be yourself. Um, I think the fact that it challenges us to have to dig really fucking deep and figure out exactly who we are, not just automatically kind of fitting into some, you know, kind of one note thing, but mm. finding out exactly who we are and then coming out and getting to explore the kind of broad range of that. It's a slippery slope and it gets messy, but I think that there's so much fucking beauty in that because it opens us up in such a different way that I think a lot of street people don't have the opportunity. What? You're going to talk about somebody's hole, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Your stretch receptors, <laughs> which we've referred to on this show. Yes, we love stretch it, receptors. It opens you up to a whole world of experiences. Yes, and yes, uh, to sometime... fill you up with love. <laughs> <laughs> 
It gets sloppy sometimes. It gets real sloppy. It yeah. gets real sloppy. <laughs> How do you and Johnny know each other before we bring them on our final oh program? Oh my God. Okay. Know. Johnny and I met years ago. We met through just kind of a few mutual friends in town. Did you do and, it? Um, <clears throat> and we just went and we like went to a brunch. And it's so funny. Because, and I've said this to him before too, is that um, I couldn't tell you one fucking thing we talked about at that brunch. I couldn't tell mm. you one thing that Johnny and I actually like said to each other. Mm-hmm. But it makes me think of my Angelo has a quote and she says, people will never remember what you did. They'll never remember what you said, but they'll always remember how they made you feel. feel. And yeah. what I remember was Johnny's heart. Johnny was the sweetest person you'll ever meet. And also I think that's, you know, a lot of people are sweet in this town, right? Yeah, because people yeah. are very kind and, you know, yeah. kind of putting on like, you know, pleasantries and stuff. What you see is what you get with Johnny. He's like a legit good person. He actually cares about all people. He's just like a huge sweetheart. He sounds like so, a yes. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> He's killing it for all of us. Have you guys, have you, did you guys do it? Did you? No. Always, uh, no? no oh, okay. Nothing ever. No. Believe it or I not. Thought, no. I thought you were going to say, you'll never forget how they made you feel. Inside. And, and, then, he, and then he peed on me. <laughs> I'm in the mood today. I don't know why. Listen, don't go, don't go away. We have, um, if this is your first time in the program, come back, come back. It's, it's, we talk about mental health. We destigmatize, use your words, destigmatize mental health. And, and we love that you're here listening to us. If this, if you're a first time listener, don't forget to download and subscribe. And when we come back, we'll be here with the, with the, um, the Meryl Streep of the internet, Johnny Sibley. (laughs) (laughs) We are very, very excited to welcome our guest today, especially because he's a very good friend of mine. But beyond that, he's an actor and a content creator. You've seen him most recently on the hit show Hacks as our favorite water cop on HBO Max. Yes, he made, speaking of water cops, he made waves, <laughs> how's that for a segue, with his Beautiful. role as Costas Perez on FX's groundbreaking show, Pose. And you can also watch him as a host on Logo TV. He is all over the internet, 24 seven. Please welcome the fantastic, hilarious, Johnny Sibley. Yay, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Hi, everyone, hey, Johnny. how are you? Thanks. For, I, oh my! I already love your voice. Can we ex- <laughs> can we exchange note phone numbers after this so you can just give me an obscene phone call when I'm feeling down? Johnny, don't. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what's so funny? When I was uh, in high school. I used to call my friends and leave them dirty messages like, mm. hey, what's up? And they were like, some guy called me and I was like. Because <laughs> <laughs> we used to do, we used to like prank call. Like mm. that we yes. would get together on Friday nights and like just prank call everyone. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That, now we only get crank calls from um, Lady Bunny. She calls all these messages <laughs> like, fuck you, faggot. You know, stuff like that. It's hilarious. Oh, iconic, really. Welcome to yes. the show. Welcome Thank to the show. Well, uh, uh, Matthew is still in the closet. And so hmm. he needs your expertise. And, I need some and how to, What is it, and how what is to it like na- on the other side? Yeah, how, to, how do you navigate the waters once you come out? Oh, gosh. What do they say on the internet? Take your time. Um, <laughs> no time is the wrong time. You know, <laughs> I, it's so funny because you like I hear all these like regurgitated like it gets better. And like I, I was telling um, I always tell friends like it does get better, but it it also gets different. Mm. So like while you're you have this weight lifted off your shoulders, you also have a new pile of bricks thrown on you that you yes. have to like sort through and figure out what's good for you and what, what you're going to, you know, work with. So I don't know. It's just, 
I wish somebody would have told me when I came out, like, have some grace with yourself to just get it wrong and then get it right and then keep getting it wrong and then keep getting it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because mm, that's life. That's lifelong. That's that lifelong. Is, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. lifelong. What was so like in a nutshell, I know a little bit of the story, but for everybody else, like, what was it like for you coming out? Um, it was a it was like a little bit of a journey because I like tried to come out, but I like tried to do it in a way that wasn't, uh, you know. I was like, oh, the kids at school are calling me gay. So I guess they're right. My mom's like, mm -hmm. no, no one can tell you you're something that you're not. And I'm like, Damn it. Okay. So I like what I retreated back and I, uh, until I finally, I got my heart broken by a boy in high school, you know, mm -hmm. heartbroken. And that was really just had, like, I didn't care about anything anymore. So I was like, you know what? I'm in love with a boy. And that's just what it is. Like it gave me the strength to just be like, say, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and, and it was still met with some pushback, which, you know, I, I also always tell people that, you know, your coming out is not only a journey for you, but it's a journey for literally everyone around you. Mm. And, you know, you have to make sure that you're, you're confident and comfortable in your authenticity, but to also understand that it's going to take a moment for everyone to find where you are, because it took you a minute to find mm -hmm. where you are as well. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. We've talked about that on here before, too, about how, um, you know, like I remember when I came out and, you know, you, you have all this time to, or what, however, however long it takes you to get to a place where you're ready to come out and ready to just kind of live that, you know, truth. And then mm. you just kind of think like everybody should be there with you. Right. Mm. Like mm -hmm. your family, your parents, your friends, like, okay, I'm gay. Let's do this. Right. Like I was the only one who had an issue. Right. Like, yeah. I'm okay. And everybody's like, okay, but like, you know, we love and support you, but like give us a second to kind of couch up too. Yeah. 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 You know? It's like finding out that you're a godless sodomite is relatively new to the rest. <laughs> Of us. So you gotta give us a chance to digest. No, but I think that by the time you're right, by the time you get to the point where you're nervy enough and you have enough self-knowledge to come out and have the bravery to do that, yeah. let's not underestimate how yeah. you know the bravery it takes to do that, especially if you have religious parents. Yes. And, you know, you are kind of in this militant place. Yeah. And I think, but I, I think it, my generation, certainly back in the Jurassic era, <laughs> we weren't talking about what Johnny's talking about, which is acknowledging everybody's journey around you. Now, Johnny, yeah. where did you grow up and what were your parents like? Um, I grew up uh, kind of all around, uh, around, around the world. Uh, no, my parents were in the <laughs> army. <laughs> my mm. parents were in the army. So we lived in a bunch of different states. And, oh, like, you're an army brat. Yeah. But I mostly grew up in Miami. So it was like, you know, a bustling metropolis of mm -hmm. like, you know, fun Hispanic people. But I don't know. I, for some reason, it always felt like a little small town. I mean, we grew up in the suburbs. My parents were divorced um, at, when I was age seven. So my mom kind of took the reins. And like, for me growing up, my mom was like everything, you know, yeah. I was her good boy. And mm. my dad was like, he left us. Like, you know, I, I would like hear what my mom would say to like her yep. sisters and things and internalize that, you know, as a lot of divorced kids do. Um, and, but my dad is a great guy. Like he just, you know, he wasn't there to defend himself. So, yep. and, you know, as years have gone on, their roles have kind of shifted and my mom and me are the ones that, <clears throat> kind of butt heads but i also think it's because we were so close and mm. because we mean so much to each other yes. um but i will say that we have our knockdown drag out fights but it you know especially when it comes to like queer stuff and you know but she always comes around after she's heard what i've said after the you know stuff has died down and comes oh. back and said i actually heard what you said so mm. like in the moment i'm like she doesn't hear me or see me and then afterward i was like oh wow she does she does get it after the, you know, the knockdown drag outs. And like, it's so funny because I always try and like 
see the other person's point of view, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and even within like the queer community, I always try and do that. Like when, when new people come out and they don't get it right, or when people say stuff, even to this day, I was somewhere recently and a guy was like, I'm not really into femme guys. I was like, okay, I'm going to take it and I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to meet him where he is. And yeah. No fats, femmes are Asians. Right. And, and it's just like, people <laughs> still say like, you know, because yeah. I surround myself with yeah. people that don't talk like that and don't, mm -hmm. but I also am one of those people that hear something like that and won't immediately cast someone out because that's coming from something they've learned mm. and it's a behavior that can be undone. So like, you know, a lot of people don't have the time for that and that's great, yeah. but I'm always like, Ooh, a project. <laughs> wait, oh, can I, wow. wait, let me just say this too, Johnny, because like one of the things that I've always loved about you the most is that in a community where, you know, we're like, a, we're a wounded lot, right? So of we've course. got like, we've got all of our own shit. It's very hurt easy for us. People, hurt, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt <laughs> people. So it's easy for us to project that out and just kind of like cut people down or be nasty sure. or, or just generally be unforgiving. Yeah. You have always been so patient and kind with everybody. Like, I mean, all the people. And it's just yeah. so, it's just so nice to see that. And, um, and the amount of kind of like, of like your own stuff, your own self-love to get to a place where you can do that for everybody, I think is is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, there was one time I hooked up with this guy and like, after we had sex and like fluids were exchanged, like all this stuff, he, <laughs> he was getting dressed and he said to me, you know, you would be perfect if you just went to the gym. Oh, and, what? <laughs> I know. I know. And it's, it stayed with me, but it, it, and it, it knocked me down so hard. I'm and, so uh, stuck. Do you see my face is frozen <laughs> in a rictus yeah. of just disgust and shock? And I, and like, I was very upset. And I like, I was like, <sighs> this is why these, these people. And then, you know, it was uh, Matthew, this, wasn't it? Matthew said it. <laughs> it was famously. You hear it here first. Mm -hmm. No, but I, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? There's something that he's gone through or he's experienced that led him to believe mm. I wasn't enough. And so he probably doesn't feel enough even within his own body. Right. So he yeah. felt like he needed to express that to me. So instead of getting upset at the person, I I got more upset at this idea, you know, as especially as gay men, like we already have so much to deal with, yeah. so much mm -hmm. trauma that we bring into, you know, the world, the gay world. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I could, I could have lashed out and I could have, you know, dragged his ass on the internet because, you know, that's, that's yes, the thing to do. That. Like I yes. even mentioned it recently. Someone's like, what's his name? I was like, honestly, don't remember, but you know, <laughs> wait, I, what did you say to him? I didn't say anything. You didn't you. say I, anything. I didn't say he, before he pushed him out a window, I, he didn't say a word. <laughs> wait, wait, listen to this. You guys, did you, cause this was all over the internet this weekend. Did yeah. you see how Tabitha Brown responded to um, Wendy Williams? No. This is what, this is exactly what Johnny's talking about. What? So Wendy Williams, uh, Tabitha Brown, who you love, Matthew. She's great. We all love the vegan mm -hmm. chef. She's yes. now on a Showtime series called The Shy. Um, she is, uh, she's financially solvent enough to retire her husband. Her yes, husband worked as oh, a I police officer for yes. years and years and years and uh, supported her for 15 years when they were broke while she was came to LA to be an actress. And mm. she said, if I'm ever in a position to have you retire, I'll do it. Yep. So she did it and she announced it. Wendy Williams went on the air and said, this is a terrible idea. I was with, with one of those guys. You know, uh, uh, I support you, honey. I support you. And all of a sudden the money's gone and blah, blah, blah. It's a disaster. This is a terrible idea. 
Tabitha Brown responded the very next day. And the very th- first thing she says was, Wendy, first of all, I heard, I heard, I watched. God bless you. Yeah. Mm. And uh, she said, I thought the amount of pain this woman must be in. Yeah. To be triggered by somebody else's happiness. Yeah. And it was, and she went, she goes, I pray that you find the kind of love that yes. I have. Ooh. And that I love my husband so much that I don't want him to risk his life, to put yeah. his life in danger. Um, he wants to mentor children and I want to support that. And we've been together, blah, blah, blah. But there was nothing hateful no. about, but it, it made it worse. But she somehow. still read her. Yeah, but she read her without with the nicest thing, and it was just. uh, And then it was she ended with this. um, I pray that you find a love Mm -hmm. genuine. I pray that somebody sees you, and it was just like you could. I just imagine the Indiana Jones Nazi face just melting, like if as Wendy Williams here. Yeah, but you know what? You can because you can always tell when somebody is saying something to try and read you, to try and cut you down, even if it kind of sounds like it's supposed to be nice. But the thing about Tabitha that resonates with everybody is Mm -hmm. that. That her sincerity is just like oozing in Off every part of who she is. She's she's incredible, mm-hmm. and also because the grace that she was able to show Wendy and mm-hmm. Johnny that you were able to show, you know, person X in your bedroom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is just that that comes from such kind of a deep knowing of this is not about me. Mm. And so if I'm not if I'm not acting out defensively, then I maintain that that core belief within myself that I am fine. This is an expression of somebody else's shit. They're yeah. hurting, yeah. and just to kind of let, give that grace is also really in service of our own self. Well, it's yeah. one of the four agreements, right? Don't take anything personally. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like like that guy saying to you. Yeah, you'd and be I took it if you went to personally. the gym. I yeah. know. How could you not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it took I, it took me a minute to just be like, oh, that's her stuff. And yeah, like, yeah. I wonder how many times he's had sex with someone and said, you have to work on your arms, or you have to do this, or you have to, you know. And yes. I, I was just like, I don't. I, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like as queer people, we like I. It's so easy to repeat the cycle of cutting others down. Yeah, but I felt like for so long. And I still feel a lot of times that I have to prove who I am as a queer person within the queer space. And, yep. and I really don't, you know, yeah. and I, and I just, I want to, I want to say that, you know, even if people come out at 45, they have their, that 45 years of shit that they have to now contend with when a lot of us, like, like you said, you came out at 17, I came out at, you know, 17, 18, 14, um, that but was that, five different ages. I came well, out I did 17, it so many times. 18, 14, 12, <laughs> 9, 6, 3, 2 and a half. Well, I, try, I was like, I'm gay. No. Okay, now I'm right. gay. No. Yes. You know? Johnny, you yeah. said you grew up in Miami. That yeah. were your formative gay years in Miami? Um, a good amount of them, but I feel yeah. like the the ones that I grew the most was when I moved to New York. And mm. I really, hit, because Miami, although it's like a big city, it's full of very like-minded people. Yeah. Uh, a lot of like Hispanic culture is very similar. Um, whereas New York, it has everybody. So yeah. like New York was the first place that I met trans women and really yeah. got, uh, you know, my ass be in that sense of like learning to be with other within our own community, because Mm -hmm. that's another thing. Like I meet gay men who have been out forever and I talk to them about trans women. They're like, I don't get that. I'm like, how do you, how, 
is right. it, are we not there yet? But it, right. again, you have to offer people grace and also information because yeah. that, you know, knowledge is power, you know, as they say. That was, that was the same for me. It was through my, through my twenties in New York was really where I came up and I tripped all over the fucking place and had to learn all the things. And yeah. it was in, uh, I think it was like 2007. I did my first internship and it was at the LGBT center. And so yeah. there was, you know, then it was just kind of like the broad spectrum of the community. Whereas before yeah. it was just kind of like kicking it with just gay guys. And yeah. So now here I am with everybody. And I was, you know, starting to then real, like, I didn't even know when I first stepped in who was trans and who wasn't. And then I was like, oh, he's trans. Oh, she's trans. And then like immediately thought everybody was trans yeah, and then yeah. just kind of like started. And that's where I just got so much of my kind of own schooling and uh, education yeah. and stuff. But before, before kind of all that, I didn't fucking know. Yeah. I was making all kinds of messes. New York yeah. is a great place to get things wrong. Uh, yeah. When you're first coming. I mean, because it's really yeah. like, it's I mean, that's where I, that's the, my peak time uh, being a sex and love addict was in New York yeah. City. And it was in New York City that I realized that I didn't see my value as a queer person beyond mm. sex. I didn't yeah. see my value because I was with one nightmare after the other going, why is this bad? Why is it? Why isn't he calling back? Why? It, it, yeah. It's because I realized I wasn't I didn't know how to be alone. I didn't know mm. how to treat myself. I didn't know how to love and respect myself totally. as a queer person. I think that is the thing post coming out yeah. that you have to work on forever. Johnny, what is it? What's for you? Right. Like, as we're talking about post coming out, right? Yeah, like yeah. you kind of did all that work to get there yeah. and then you kind of think you're okay. And then you start tripping up and, and making certain mistakes. What in, is there anything? That, is there anything that stands out for you as kind of like some of the biggest uh, learning moments? Oh, for sure. I mean, even I would I would say even this year, I am more sex positive than I've ever been. And one because one because, you know, the world is and then two, I, because, you know, even when you come out, you know, you're you're surrounded by a lot of very sex positive men, but sometimes you can be in relationships with people that tell you that this is slutty. This is wrong. Yes. You could, you know, go to your steam rooms and your things and feel shame right after, because that yeah. is what we're taught. And that is like the go-to uh, gay dilemma of like, we, we seek these spaces and places that feel wrong because that's what we, we, how uh, that was our first introduction to a lot of sexual situations. Mm. Whereas now I feel like, um, if I want to cruise, I'm going to go cruise. First of all, cruising is back. Uh, you know, not that she ever went away, but I feel like in-person cruising is, is it oh thank god oh honey yes wait can you like map out exactly where to yeah go? How did, you know, so you're not looking well, at a phone anymore you're kind of like right you're talking i was walking the dog in the person. other day yes. and a guy pulled up next to me and he said do you want a blowjob i said what uh, not right now because <laughs> i was walking the dog um but i did take i said number. please by the way i said please <laughs> And you were very short with me. I, I sensed a little bit of attitude. Hurt people, hurt people. <laughs> but just that, like, it's, I'm 33 years old. And like, I came out, you know, this is 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Right. But like, I have, it's taken me this long to, to be able to self, like self-teach myself, self-teach myself to say, no, that's not wrong, Johnny. You're, you're right. just, you're taking on trauma that you have or shame from the past. And it's not wrong if you want to hook up with this guy midday after walking that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's something that even today, and it, what's exciting to me is that like, I, all I know is that I don't know enough, you know, yeah. and that's, you know, because I feel like we live in a world that says, if you're not, if you don't know it all, 
that you're not worthy where it's yeah. like, I would love to flip it. And it's like, if you don't know enough, you are worthy. Like there's yeah. always opportunity. There's so much humility in that. I mean, yeah. it's that, that's the Buddhist thing of you have to be teachable. Yep. You know, if you walk around going, you do know everything. There's, there's yeah. a rigidity yeah, and totally. arrogance about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember when I was, uh, you know, in like my mid twenties and, you know, and I kind of thought the whole thing of I, I'm out of the closet. I'm fine. I have no shame. Right. I'm just like living mm. my life and all these other problems is everybody else's problems. And I was in therapy and and that was when my therapist introduced me to the book that of course, like all of us gays know, hopefully the velvet rage. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time velvet I really, rage. Yeah, yeah, the velvet rage by Alan Downs. And he talks about <laughs> shame. It's kind of like post coming out shame, right. Sorting through that sorting through that shit. That's maybe like not as a parent yeah. and, uh, and just started realizing how much, how much shame that there was there and how much I felt like I wasn't enough and how much I felt like I was lacking and how much I would kind of push that onto other people mm. to be like, to do that work for me and to be mm. there for me and all that stuff. And really only kind of sorting through some of that stuff and understanding that, then I could challenge my own thinking on that and also honor the fact that after you come out, there's still this ongoing practice of making sure right. that you can, that you can love yourself. That that, that book yeah. made me understand myself and our community in ways that I, it just radicalized yeah. my thinking because all of that book is about, we concentrate as queer people, especially as gay men on the external so much, mm-hmm. uh, how we look, how much we're achieving, what yes. we're wearing, our Instagram, where we're traveling, kind of, uh, you know, you know, like you said earlier, uh, Johnny, the words, uh, being your mom's good boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that we all have that. We all grow up with this kind of like, okay, I'm queer. I remember when I first came out to my mom and she was crying and, and I consoled her, the words that came out of my mouth was, I'm still a good boy. Yeah. I'm still a good boy. And the thing is like with Velvet Rage is like, we we are trying to project that we're good. My yes. body's big enough. My mm. house is big enough. And all of that stems from this shame. place of shame of like, and, and the thing about shame, that kind of shame coming out, because we're talking about the post coming out thing is you can't get away from it. It will, oh, right. it will, it will, it will rear its head in any kind yes. of, yeah, in a yeah, multitude yeah. of ways. It shows up in so many Until different ways that you don't, that. that you, and you don't even realize that it has anything Mm-mm. to do with being gay. <laughs> like you yeah. don't even realize that it stems from that place, but yeah. it fucks with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was at, I was um, on vacation recently and I was talking to, um, I, I was with like a small group of friends and one of them was a straight woman. And I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but I remember expressing it in a way that felt like, you know, because this is how it is. And she said, no, I want you to acknowledge that it's not like that for everyone. It's like that for gay men specifically. I have never felt that. So don't minimize how you feel and what you've gone through because you feel that that's how everyone has dealt with it. It's Mm -hmm. still important for you to honor (gasps) it. And I was like, I was like, first of all, ally. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like broke down crying. Yeah, truly it like, I, and I very, very rarely these days have like those like moments where I'm like, uh, 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 because I was like, wow, she, she really held space for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I feel like post coming out, that's something that not only we need to do for ourselves, but do for each other of yeah. like, this is, this is your space to not only, you know, it's hard because the internet exists and the internet is not forgiving, you know, or it feels yeah, but like it's, it's not, not it's not making people smarter. I right. feel like it's making, you know, there's so much information available to us that people don't, it's like right. when people ask me stupid questions, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to fucking spoon feed you this. Yeah. Just Google it. 
Google. No, I think it. I, I think it is helpful, though. Actually, I think, and not to go on a fun tangent on this, but I think that I think social media and the internet is neutral, and I think what people do with it and how they choose to utilize mm -hmm. it is up to them because that's just like the world. I mean, there's shit, and then yeah. there's all the good stuff, so you have to seek it out. But I think, like, hallelujah, that the internet exists, so we can be just even way more evolved as a community as totally. we are than ever before. I didn't I know. even YouTube when I was coming out. You know, yeah. I had to go in AOL chat rooms and just talk to random people to ask them uh, how I know I'm gay. Yeah. You say, who do you think about when you jerk off? And I would say, mm, guys, they're like, I got some news for you. I'm like, no, oh, no, but that was it. You know, there's so but, much more information available now. Johnny, you were on pose and it's, yeah. it's so funny. Cause like, um, Sandra Bernhardt and I are friends and oh, we, we were alive and mm -hmm. during that era, like yeah. that's when I came out and it was an era when, uh, gay men and lesbians had friendships like mm. across the board because the lesbians showed up for us mm -hmm. when everybody else abandoned us. But I love how you said um, you, you, you had a, that teaching moment of this mm -hmm. isn't your specific experience. And I, yeah. I love that. I was sitting next to this woman at a, a, a HRC dinner, a human mm -hmm. rights campaign dinner in Cleveland, big yeah. dyke. And, uh, and she was like, I'm not out at work. <laughs> And I was like, is your boss headless? What? <laughs> and then she said, my boss is very homophobic and probably knows them a dyke, but yeah. if I could, there's no legislation that protects me currently in Ohio if yeah. I come out. And, and, and I said the thing, why don't you move? You know, why don't you move to a more queer friend? She goes, why should I? And this is, I'll never mm -hmm. forget it because this speaks to me when you said this was your experience. This is my experience. It's two different things. Because yeah. in my head, I'm going, Go to San Francisco, you know, <laughs> yeah. he said, um, my family's here. My uh, my lover lives here. If mm. we all move. If queer people all move from where they're not welcome, nothing will ever change. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just kind of like it was one of that, you know, I was like, oh, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I felt like so superficial. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. She's like, shut up, faggot. We were fine. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it's so true because, you know, we all seek refuge, you know, and, and some of us don't realize that if you arm yourselves, there are people like you in these smaller towns and mm -hmm. these rural, more rural areas. Um, it's just a matter of finding those people and banding together. And, you know, a lot of us don't, you know, we we see on the Internet, we're like, oh, L.A.'s pop and New York's pop and San Francisco's yeah. pop. And so we're like, I'll just go there, cut to the chase. You know, also a lot of us. A lot of queer people are very ambitious and want to prove to the world that we're worthy. So we seek bigger opportunities mm -hmm. and sometimes, but it, I, I, it's so great to normalize the idea that like small town can be queer too. And that's They're so everywhere. Yeah. We're <laughs> everywhere. We, we are. are everywhere. Um, yeah. Speaking of the internet, you are, you were, I, I referred to you as the Meryl Streep of the internet because <laughs> the, during, during the pandemic, all of a sudden, in, in every feed, in every, you had a video where you had a wig on or you were, you were doing a character and you were so funny. And then what was the genesis of that? How did you, and when did you, when did you feel like, oh, it's caught on, people are watching John, me. By the way, Johnny's been doing this for years, long oh, before yeah. the pandemic. She's really? been oh, yeah, dancing no. around. Oh, with I, that's when I caught on to it. I don't get out stuff. much. Love it. Um, I, uh, that actually came from a place of um, one, 
not having the opportunities like you know as an actor you you get invited in to read for certain roles mm -hmm. and certain roles don't feel like your wheelhouse you're like i'm mm -hmm. i can be funny i can be mm -hmm. super femme and like you know and i i'm tired of getting called in for a sexy guy with a sprinkler like you mm -hmm. know which is fine <laughs> it, it feels nice and validating to get called in for those things but that's that's not and then i was in an acting class once and my acting coach was like we did like an exercise where i was like a very like sassy Latina character. And he's like, why don't you put that on the internet instead mm -hmm. of all these mask for mask selfies that you put up? And I was like, okay, <laughs> rude. Like, <laughs> well, you know, the first, the, for my first inclination was to be like, excuse me. And then I took his advice and I said, you know, it's true. I, what I want to see on the internet, what I enjoy ex exploring on the internet is funny videos mm -hmm. and people just living in their joy. And that's where it really came from. And like, I, and I'd just been doing it and then it caught on, um, you know, especially it was at a time when a lot of gay men weren't making fun of themselves. Like yeah. we, you know, we do in our, on our safe spaces, but I'm like on the internet, why aren't we like, Publicly. there's meme accounts all over now where like, you know, we're just dragging each other down the street. And I think it's so great because it keeps us, you know, malleable and like not taking ourselves too seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, this above all, like, comedy really does help with, you know, all the stuff that we go through mm -hmm. in this community. Mm -hmm. So it was always like a safe haven, not only as an artist, but like as a queer man to just explore and express. Yeah. 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 So I'm so in love with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to taking away. a moment to swoon. Yeah. I'm just like between the two of you. I'm, I'm I'm being spit roasted right now in my head. <laughs> I'm gonna rename the show Spit Roasted with Alec yeah. Mappa. Matthew well, Johnny, Dempsey Johnny, spe Johnny speak, speaking of being the sexy guy called into with a sprinkler, how about, being, how about being that? How about being that water cop on Hacks, huh? Oh, uh, you having the best time ever? It's so great. I mean, the, it's it's. I will say, and I, no shade to anyone that I've ever worked with before Hacks, but like. It's very rare that you work with a group of people that just make you want to be better all the time. Mm -hmm. First and, of all, Gene Smart. I mean, I mean, and and a woman that comes into the room with that resume and talks to everyone as though it's her first day on any set ever, you know, is just a real special thing. And like being able to just watch her work is, you know, like there was, I was telling someone recently, I was like in a scene with her and I'm like watching her act and I'm like, oh wait, I'm in the scene. Like you forget and you know. I love that though. I mean, yeah. I think that when you're with somebody who's that good yeah. to make you forget yeah. is like a magical place to be because yeah. then real stuff's coming out of you. But that cast, Hannah mm. Einbinder, Meg yeah. Stalter, who Meg was also Stalter. an Instagram comic. I stand So funny. You're working Love. with Cole Escola as one of the yeah. executive producers. Yeah. Um, oh. my, my, my baby's uh, nephew, Mark and Delicato, who I oh. worked with in Ugly Betty Mark. when he was a yes. baby. Um, it just, it, it's, it's so much fun. How did you come about that? How did, did they call you in? They, it's so funny. I was like helping a friend do something on a Sunday and my manager is like, Hey, what, uh, these, um, these people for this new Gene smart show were asking your availability for the next two months. I was like, why are they, I'm, am I auditioning? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, um, no, they just want to know if you're available. I was like, um, okay. So like that night I put like a scene on, on tape. And like, you know, like sometimes you wait a month, two months to hear like 
no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like it took a day and a half and they came back and they're like, yeah, you start on Wednesday. Oh, and I was like, oh, whoa. I was like, did someone drop out? You know, like the the self-saboteur in my head is like, well, I'm just replacing someone. And, and it, it wasn't the case. Apparently they were looking for Wilson for a while and they couldn't, you know, find someone. Mm-hmm. And then they found me. Um, but <laughs> it was so nice. And like what's so nice also about playing the character and just like the queer characters on the show is that uh, Carl said this recently. It's not the queerness of the character isn't the plot point. Like yeah. none of us are, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the dilemma that we're going through. Yeah. We're going through dilemmas that are, you know, just like everyone else, um, you know, and not that queer dilemmas are not important, but we right. we see that so often that, you know, our queerness or our transness or our gayness is the, the plot point for queer characters. And for this show, it feels like we're just part of the uh-huh. ecosystem of every, everyone. And it feels so good to be a part of. Yeah, yeah, well, you've got you've like acted with some pretty heavy hitters. I mean, you and Billy Porter. Oh my gosh! Pose. I mean, Bill, I've known Billy forever, and he's he's the best. And, and you you held your own. What was oh, that experience you. like? Well, it's so funny. I walked into the room, and I like I remember getting the call like, "This is an audition to play Billy Porter's boyfriend." I was like, "Oh, honey!" Like I was just look. I just I still get goosebumps um, because you know coming up in New York, you knew who Billy Porter yeah. was. Like, you just know who the people are. And, you know, just getting that opportunity um, to work with him. He was like, he walked in the room and, you know, if you know Billy, you just know, he's like, well, good thing you're attractive because I had no say. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but just in those moments, like when you're in the makeup and you're in those scenes and like all of that, like that stuff goes away because yeah. it's just two people. And he's, he's so generous, very much like Gene Smart in that, like, you know, when you're doing it for a while, you know what the other actor needs, like at the end of the day, when you do these, these roles and these things successfully. So I just, I feel so grateful and blessed to just be in the, in the vicinity of these folks. Mm -hmm. Um, But then to like share screen time, it feels like it really does feel like a dream come true. And these specific roles, you know, I haven't had many, many roles, but these if I, if I, you know, my, my stepdad called me after post, he's like, you could die tomorrow and be happy that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank was, you. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> don't, but, the, you know, yeah, but, but he was right. I do. I feel so proud of, of these folks that I've been able to, you know, be a part of their work too. Yeah. Um, and it's, just, they yeah. teach you. It's acting yeah. school. When you're, oh when gosh. you're up against really, really great people, yeah. if you're smart, You'll watch them and go, okay, I'm stealing that. That's well for, yeah. for hacks, the creators, I told them, I was like, you know, when I lived in New York, I was they they were the writers um behind Broad City. And I was like, you know, I um was a background extra on Broad City. And I remember just like watching all of you, and you're very much the same in this space, you know, and like here we are, full circle. I'm like actually on the show that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Which is which is amazing. And also the fact that like you're that you're in a place in your life where you're having all of these incredible opportunities that you wouldn't be able to even have or even to be able to step into those spaces for those opportunities if you weren't able to kind of like go through all the mess that you had to go through, right? Like mm-hmm. to be able to come out, to be yeah. able to actually even call out your own internalized homophobia, right? right? The way that we kind of oh, bring, yeah. that, bring mm-hmm. that shame in and, uh, and that can fuck with us and we make all the messes, but being able to unpack that being able to get to a place yeah. where we can where we can actualize like all the things that we want to, but coming from an authentic space because we're not scared of that anymore because right. we realize that that never was bad or dirty or mm. wrong. Yeah, that's and when so, you can 
Bring all of yourself Bring into all of the yourself. room, all yeah. of yourself into the room. You know, Billy, uh, we're, we're coming to the end of our stellar program here. Did you say Johnny Billy? Siddley. Did you just call him Billy? No, I no, I was saying Billy was saying this thing to me and I'd like to share it with you <laughs> oh, a bit of wisdom. Because okay. we, talk, we talk about a lot on this show about compare and despair, yes. and especially with the internet. And Billy said, I said, what, how did things change for you? And he goes, there was an internal change within me paraphrasing here, he said, where I had to come up with my own category for who I was mm, and yeah. that I was the top of that category yeah. as the best Billy Porter that could ever possibly be. Mm. And that I was a leading black gay man as mm. Billy Porter. And yeah. I think that's what Johnny's doing. I think that's what you do, Matthew, in your practice. It's like, it's like we, we are so much stronger as our authentic selves Yes. You know, as opposed to coming, because I've done this, come into the room and second guess myself and try to be mm. what they want. Yep. You're already lost. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, Sibylle, we always end the, our fine stellar program with uh, a hot message from our guests. So if there's somebody who's going through a difficult, messy coming out process right now, wh what would you, what would your message be to them? I would say um, try not to go into the negative of both what people are saying about how fast you're doing it or how good you're doing it and just really try and stay curious give yourself some grace um don't feel the need to speak out on things that you don't know about <laughs> quite yet yeah. um you know just take the time to <laughs> to enjoy the view uh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> no but really just just take your time Offer yourself some grace and realize it's a journey, not a destination. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's beautiful. Where can I we find you that. on your socials, uh, Johnny Sibley? It's at my name, <laughs> at Johnny Sibley. Also, Silly Billy is very much what I've been called ever since I was a kid. Johnny and Billy. I've always said that if I <laughs> open a production studio, it's going to be called Silly, Silly Billy Production. So oh, I'm all about Silly Billy. Nice. Yes. Um, but yeah, my name, Johnny Sibley at uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the, all of them. All the things. Well, Brian wow. is, you can't what miss them. What a treat to have you on the show. Thank <laughs> yes. you so much. Thank you, Thank Johnny. You I love you. Love you both. Um, I, I'm going to look for you while I'm walking the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Thank, Thank you, Johnny. You. Uh, Matthew, wow, yes. he's terrific. I think Isn't we should he? have more of your friends on the program I know. all the time. Well, no, I, I think I brought two on, and that's all I got. Really? <laughs> Who else did you bring on? You brought on Johnny. Kaylin Allen. Kaylin. Oh, yeah, we love Kaylin. right. Yes. Yeah, two winners. Two, two winners. Winner, winner, That's chicken right. dinner. Yep. What is your um um your hot message? My hot message. My hot message would be um go out there and you know make mistakes and that's okay. And uh, know that when you're making mistakes, acknowledge them as mistakes and know that you're not a mistake because of it. Those are two very <laughs> different things. So learn from them. What are you laughing you, at? You may make mistakes. That doesn't mean you are mistaken. <laughs> no. <laughs> We make mistakes. We are not the mistake. We are the not. difference between We're guilt and shame. Stupid, stupid, stupid. That's how I do it. Alec, what's your hot message? I'm an idiot. I'm what's Lana's playing? Come on. Uh, okay. Uh, what's my hot <laughs> message? Um, you know, just what Johnny said. It's kind of like uh, it was so great to talk to you. By the way, um, yes. I think that it just be gentle with yourself and be teachable. You're yeah. not going to know everything all at once. And I think that to kind of go through life with, and to, I think the more the more. What's more important than knowledge to me is curiosity. 
Mm-hmm. I think curiosity is more important than knowledge yes. because you're always willing to learn. You're always teachable. Just keep everything new. Where can yes. people find you uh, besides that pool at that fancy hotel? <laughs> Where can they find you on your socials, big boy? At MJ Dempsey Psych, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Matthew J. Dempsey Psychotherapy on Facebook, you know, wherever. Okay. When we reach 5,000 visit uh, uh, sub- downloads and yeah. subscribers, I yes. think we should do this live at some point. I would love to. A pool side somewhere. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, you can find me at Alec Mappa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hot Mess yes, podcast. Thank you. We wanna, we're trying to save the world one hot mess at a time. So tune in next week. We'll have more hot mess fun. Bye-bye. Bye guys. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Lafern Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Kelts is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew. Rwani Horinige, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please go to stage29.tv.